Welcome back to Holistic Health Masterclass podcast. This is Brett, and uh, we are back with another epic episode. Uh, before I get into today's episode, uh, just a couple of announcements. Um, we have officially opened up our registration for the Digestive Health Practitioner Masterclass uh, that is happening. Uh, class starts on June 20th, and uh, we'll be running that live for five weeks. Um, for those of you who have been dialed in for a while will know that I don't do this program live very often. And uh, usually it's about once a year, maybe a little bit more. And so what I'm doing is uh, really updating a lot of that content, a lot of the lessons and so forth, um, based on what's been going on in the last couple of years, uh, what I've observed in my practice and uh, what I've been doing in my clinic. Um, so basically, um, yeah, we've had over 150 people, uh, practitioners come through that program with absolutely phenomenal feedback. Um, it's really helping practitioners in their own clinic, which is awesome. So I'm starting to see that a lot of what I've taught them, they're actually implementing that into their clinics and uh, they're reporting that they're getting the same kind of results that I'm getting, which is, uh, which is really great to see. So if you are a practitioner looking to master gut health and take a deep dive into functional nutrition approaches, uh, please check out the link in the show notes or you can visit holistichealthlive.com. So that's holistichealthlive.com and uh, you will see registration is there. So I think uh, registration uh, closes on June 15th, I believe. And uh, from there on out, we will be closed. So. I will also remind you that we have our autoimmune masterclass that is an on-demand masterclass. Uh, you can check that out as well by clicking the link in the show notes. Um, that is uh, join now, instant access, go at your own pace and lifetime access to all of the content. Um, so you can uh, click the link in the show notes and uh, sign up for that if you're interested. Right, so on to today's um, podcast. Uh, I am delighted to have Catherine Arnston back on the show. Um, she is a wealth of information when it comes to blue-green algae, and she has joined me today on the show to talk about some new information with regards to spirulina and mitochondrial health, which is kind of cool. So uh, we cover a lot of ground in our talk here, and we sort of start things open or open things up. So on to today's episode, I am delighted to have uh, the CEO, CFO. So on to today's show, uh, I am delighted to have the Energy Bits CEO and Chief Science Officer Catherine Arnston back on the show. This is her second time here. And uh, if you have not listened to the previous episode, you can check out the link in the show notes. And uh, that is episode uh, 95, I believe. Uh, that's where we sort of did more of an intro and overview. And uh, we start off today's episode with the same kind of notion. Um, for those who perhaps didn't listen to the previous episode, we spent about 10 minutes talking about what blue-green algaes are, and the differences between chlorella, spirulina, um, you know, chlorella, what does it do? Spirulina, what does it do? And then we really take a deep dive into mitochondria and uh, talk a little bit about um, the sort of emerging theory, if you will, of mitochondrial health and uh, disease, right? So essentially mitochondrial malfunction um, is the uh, sort of underpins every 
uh, chronic disease out there. So we get into that. We talk about how mitochondria work. Uh, we get into the free radicals, antioxidants, and mitochondria. And then we jump into um, something called superoxide dismutase, or SOD, which is really an antioxidant powerhouse that's produced in the body. And of course, as it turns out, uh, spirulina is loaded with SOD and also has superior digestion. Uh, in other words, it doesn't break down as readily as what we would find in food. And of course, there's anywhere from 1,000 to 10,000 times more SOD in spirulina than in food, uh, together with all of the other nutrients and wonders of uh, spirulina. So uh, we kind of wrap things up with a debate on B12 and spirulina, which is an ongoing debate, you know, so uh, a lot of people, uh, particularly in the vegan space will, will you know, argue that uh, spirulina has all the B12 you need. And of course, people in the paleo and the carnivore space will say there's no way you can get adequate amount and uh, meat is the only way to go. So anyway, so we talk a little bit about that and uh, don't really arrive at any um, hard conclusions there. And then uh, we talk about something that I've been wondering for a while. And that is, you know, is chlorella an effective binder? for toxins. So especially for those of you who are doing uh, GI detoxing, um, you know, using antimicrobials uh, and antibiotic type of, of nutraceuticals, um, does chlorella effectively bind up the die-off from the, microbi the microbes themselves and uh, heavy metals and so on and so forth? So overall, a fascinating um, conversation. Uh, there's a little bit of noise in the background, and that's because we actually shot some video for that. And uh, Catherine happened to have some uh, storyboards and stuff. And uh, so you might hear those shuffling around in the background. So apologies for the sound quality on this one. Um, but as always, if you enjoyed today's show, uh, please subscribe, leave us a review, and um, share this with your friends, your family, and your community. And don't forget that you can go to energybits.com and you can use coupon code MASTERCLASS and get 20% off any order. So that's not first orders. Uh, that's not a one-time order. That is any orders from here on out into the future. You can use coupon code MASTERCLASS at energybits.com and you are entitled to 20% off. So uh, without further delay, I bring you Catherine Arnson. Hey, Catherine, how's it going? Good to have you back. Excellent. Yes, well, glad to be back. <laughs> yeah. And, um, you know, I got to say our last uh, podcast that we did together was uh, quite popular. And um, our community here uh, obviously loves the whole foods, the nutrient-dense superfoods and whatnot. Um, so, uh, you know, it's, it's fitting that you're back. And, of course, you have some cool new info to share with us, um, which we'll get to in a minute. Um, but for those people who perhaps didn't listen to the last episode, which by by the way, I'm going to link um, underneath in the show notes um, for those of you listening. Um, why don't we start off with just the super foundational stuff? You know, what is blue-green algae? And then perhaps what is the difference between spirulina and chlorella? Yeah. <clears throat> well, for those who don't uh, aren't familiar with me, and we're a small company, my name's Catherine Arnston, and I'm the founder, uh, CEO, and chief scientific officer of Energy Bits. We're in algae tablet company we're actually based in boston although i am canadian and uh, we grow our algae in taiwan which is world renowned for having the um, uh, highest quality algae in the world so you know you say to yourself well what al what exactly is algae well it is a superfood as brett mentioned and it was the first life on earth uh, almost four billion years ago before algae there was no life on earth just gas and water and then it, uh, spirulina, which is a cyanobacteria, started growing and released enough oxygen 
after, that after a billion years, chlorella, uh, which does belong to the plant kingdom, could start growing. Now, algae is everywhere, and there's two main types of algae. One is called macroalgae, and the other one is microalgae. We're going to be talking primarily about microalgae, but let me tell you what macroalgae is. It's that big stringy stuff that washes up on shore, also known as seaweed, and it's called seaweed because it comes from the sea. Now, it has... Um, it's still good for you because it has a lot of uh, iodine and a lot of fiber, but virtually no nutrients, but, but it is still good for you. We're talking about microalgae, which is called microalgae because it's microscopic in size. Something like a million uh, cells of microalgae could fit on a, the head of a pin. That's why NASA says one gram of algae has the same nutrition as a thousand grams of vegetables, fruit or vegetables, one to a thousand. And this is where the concentration of nutrition comes from is because they're so tiny. Now microalgae, unlike macroalgae, which is only in the sea, microalgae is everywhere. It's in the lakes, the oceans, the sea, the, the rivers, the soil, probably your swimming pool, your aquarium. Uh, and those are all wild algaes and they're all, there's tens of thousands of those, um, of which one strain is called blue-green and another strain is green. Uh, and spirulina is a, a version of blue-green and chlorella is a version of green. Uh, now, what's different about spirulina and chlorella is that they are not in the ocean. I'm gonna say that again, they're not in the ocean. These two algae are harvested as food crops. Uh, I'm gonna show Brett a picture um, of an algae farm, uh, just so that you can see the algae are spirulina and chlorella, and frankly, all spirulina and chlorella that you would buy, whether it was at Walmart, Whole Foods, or your local health food store, are also grown in fresh water. 99.999% of them are harvested as a food, not, and it's not a supplement, so it's, it's not from the ocean either. Now, we're world-renowned because our algae is grown in triple-filtered, triple-filtered spring mountain water. Then we air dry it without heat, which is going to be important when we talk about the mitochondria because we, we keep all of our enzymes intact. And in fact, including a very special one that's a mouthful to say called superoxide dismutase, I'll tell you more about that in a minute, but uh, our, ours is live because it's not dried with high heat. And then we put them into tiny tablets that you can swallow or chew. They're about the size of a baby aspirin. So even though algae is, uh, spir um, microalgae is everywhere, spirulina and chlorella are harvested as food crops. Now spirulina and chlorella are quite different from each other. Not only is spirulina a blue-green algae, so it has two pigments in it, and the blue pigment has lots of healing properties that we can maybe have time to talk about, maybe not. But generally, spirulina is known as an energizing algae because it has the highest protein in the world, um, and uh, all of which, and high B vitamins, which convert the protein automatically into uh, energy for you. And chlorella is known as a wellness algae. Uh, because it has the highest chlorophyll in the world, uh, which is very cleansing and heals your, um, builds your blood and heals your cell walls. Um, and it has a hard cell wall that attaches to toxins. So it pulls out lead, mercury, radiation. So they're quite different. Spirulina, very energizing for your brain, for your body. And also this enzyme called superoxide dismutase, also known as SOD, is energizing for your mitochondria because it protects them from free radical damage. So spirulina, an energizing algae, chlorella is a uh, health and wellness algae. And just in case you thought they, they look the same, which they sort of do, 
you can do an experiment that I did. I put some tablets of the spirulina in a dish with water and a beautiful blue color uh, d dispensed through the water evenly. It looks like the GNC. But when I did the same thing with chlorella, which is only with a green pigment called chlorophyll, it didn't disperse, it clumped. I did this 20 times until I checked my science and which confirmed the fact that chlorophyll is a fat-based pigment. Fat and water don't mix, right? That's why it clumps. Whereas the blue pigment dispersed evenly. This is why spirulina, the blue pigment in spirulina has been documented to, to stop the growth of blood vessels to tumors. It has a property called anti-angiogenesis. And, and blood, of course, is a plasma and water-based medium. And chlora chlorella with the chlorophyll has been proven to build your cell walls. When people do cleanses, because you know you have to have healthy cell walls in order to have a healthy mitochondria and healthy everything. And, and to get healthy cell walls, they need to be permeable. What makes them permeable? Healthy fats like omega-3, D3, E, but also chlorophyll because it is a fat-based pigment. So that's why I tell people when you take chlorophyll and particularly chlorella because it has the highest chlorophyll in the world, has 500 times more chlorophyll than even um, arugula, 25 times more than uh, liquid chlorophyll. When you take chlorophyll, you are it's, it's like healing your cell walls. And, and, you know, if you look outside and your windows are dirty, uh, you can't see out and sunlight mm -hmm. can't get in. So think of chlorophyll as window washers for your cell walls, if that helps. Now, I'll mention, I'll just circle back a little bit to spirulina, which is known for having the highest protein in the world. Protein is essential for your health. It builds everything, your bones, your skin, your organs. When you eat animal protein, all the amino acids are already bound up and your body can take up to three days to break them down so that it can be absorbed. So there's a lot of aminos that are lost in the process. Collagen powder is in what's called peptides. These are clusters of aminos, but they still take a little longer to break down. And by the way, algae has more collagen in it than collagen powder. We can talk about that <laughs> another time if you want. Spirulina and, all, and, and chlorella all the aminos, all the protein are what's in called individual aminos. This is why they get absorbed so quickly. Spirulina, as I mentioned, is a bacteria, a cyanobacteria. And so it has no cellulose wall to break down to get access to all those aminos. And the lack of that cell wall is going to be very important when we talk about the mitochondria. Um, and also when we talk about the mitochondria, we're gonna talk about the chlorophyll, which the chemical composition of chlorophyll and your hemoglobin are virtually identical. So not only does it just, not only does it build your cell walls, it builds your blood and chlorophyll, like superoxidismutase, that big mouthful, are two of the few antioxidants that can get into your mitochondria cell membrane. And I'll explain why in a minute. So. As I mentioned at the very beginning, NASA says one gram of algae has a, the equal nutrition as a thousand grams of vegetables. And some people, as you get older, it's hard to digest vegetables. Maybe they cause you gas, maybe you don't have time, maybe you don't live near a grocery store. Uh, a thousand reasons why you may not be able to get the vegetables that you need. Each one of these tablets that are the size of a baby aspirin has the same nutrition as an entire plate of vegetables. This is one of the many reasons why I love algae so much, and certainly algae tablets. I call it efficient nutrition. By the way, they never are at, the tablets never go bad. We have an expiry date of two or three years. 
unlike produce, which usually goes bad after two or three days. I don't know mm -hmm. about you, but my arugula gets yellow after after two days. Cause, and it's because it never started with much chlorophyll in it in the beginning. Because let's face it, ladies and gentlemen, our soils are damaged. They're, uh, and so they don't have enough nutrients and minerals in them. So even if you're growing vegetables, they just don't have the same nutrients that they did 50 years ago. They may have uh, fiber and they may have calories, but they don't have nutrition. And also they're grown so far away that they're harvested before they're ripe. So all the enzymes and nutrients are not in the leaves. They're not in the fruit. We are at a crossroads in our health. We are getting sick because we aren't getting the nutrients we need and we have too many toxins. Spirulina gives you the nutrition that you need effortlessly. I call it uh, health, uh, nutrition insurance because this way, as long as you're taking five or two or three or five or 10 tablets a day, whatever else you eat in the rest of the day is just for enjoyment, uh, <laughs> um, taste bud delight, mm -hmm. social interaction, but you don't have to rely on it for your nutrition. And when you take chlorella, because it pulls out toxins, lead, mercury, radiation, aluminum, alcohol, doesn't matter, lactic acid, doesn't matter what it is. And because the chlorophyll is so cleansing, we recommend you take the chlorella at night because that's when you your body goes through a detox repair cycle. Now you're getting rid of the toxins that are causing so much damage at the cellular level. Um, and in case you think, maybe you live in Northern Ontario and you think, well, there's no toxins here. Let me tell you, your body is constantly re, uh, um, regrowing itself. We have over 30 trillion cells in our bodies. And guess what? 30 trillion cells in your body die every day. And dead cells are toxic. And if you don't get rid of the dead cells, they, they um, gather uh, bacteria, they become acidic, and they have caused virtually just as much damage to your health and your cellular metabolism as if they were an outside invader um, from you know pollution or something. So you need to be cleansing your body, even if you lived in a bubble. It's just called, it's metabolic process. The process of breathing and eating and having your blood flow and thinking releases uh, free radicals and um, uh, causes damage to various cells. And if they're damaged, you've got to get rid of them. And chlorella will pull all those uh, dead cells out. Um, I say, listen, we give our body a shower in the, from the outside every day. Chlorella is like giving your body a shower from the inside. So yeah, it's very, yeah. very healing that way. Well, thank you for um, bringing us up to speed. No, that's all good. And, uh, you know, on your last points, I think um, what's what's interesting is when they've kept cells alive, you know, they've done these experiments where they just keep cells alive in a Petri dish for 25 years. And everyone's like, how the heck did they do that? Right. And it's super simple. All they did was provide it with the right nutrients and then take the metabolic wastes and byproducts away. So exactly to your point, you know, provide your body with the right nutrition and get rid of all the wastes. And that's it. Yeah. You know, you're good to go um, yeah. on a fundamental level. And that's why I love algae so much. I mean, there's so much confusion in the marketplace I mean, and, and competing dietary. You know, we got the vegans fighting the carnivores. And, you know, I just want to let you know, algae is ketogenic. It's vegan. It works with you know, carnivore diet because there's no lectins or oxalates, low fiber, low calorie, um, zero uh, negative carbon footprint. I mean, algae is 
likes everybody and everything, <laughs> and it will love you. It will give your body so much love and, and your mitochondria, which we're going to yeah, swing we'll, into, we'll get in a into minute. that in a minute. Yeah, um, yeah. It's it's uh, and it was a gift to us from Mother Nature. It's just it's been waiting for billions of years to be noticed, and I'm just the lucky one that gets to tell you about it because it's a game changer for your health, your family's health. And effortless. I need to reemphasize that. If you can drink water, you can get the nutrients you need without any cleaning, cooking, shopping. This stuff never goes bad, ever, ever, ever. Algae actually never dies when it's growing. If the growing conditions deteriorate, it just goes dormant indefinitely until the growing conditions return. Um, and a little side story about that is some National Geographic um, team went up to the North uh, the Pole and they took some ice and they carbon dated it to a couple billion years old and there was some algae attached to it and they took it back, like you said, to their lab, put it in a petri dish and wouldn't you know the darn thing started growing again. So it's, um, it, it, you're, we, and we evolved as you're gonna find out from algae. So <laughs> when you give your body algae, it knows exactly what to do, certainly at the mitochondria level um, and uh, you will see a vast improvement in everything because when you you know cellular energy is what fuels mental energy what fuels digestive energy what fuels physical energy so if you are can take care of those little mitochondria and we'll talk about those next um, you are on your way to living a, a energetic life and a very long one at that <laughs> yeah well and, and that's actually an emerging theory of disease and aging right is this whole idea of mitochondrial breakdown and inefficiency and and whatnot so um i guess for for listeners let's just start off on ground zero and then i'll have i got a couple of follow-up questions um mitochondria what do they do in your body Yes. So they're, they're, they refer to them as organelles. They're little tiny things um, inside your cells. Um, and I'll, I'll, um, I've got a bunch of um, pictures to show you. Now, uh, in case you, and, and they generate energy. That's the main thing that um, or, uh, mitochondria have been known for. But as you're going to find out, they do a whole lot more than that. They literally control everything in your body in terms of communications, uh, health and disease, etc. So inside your cell, you have your regular DNA uh, and a bunch of plasma, and you have these little peanut shaped things that are mitochondria. Now, in case you thought, well, how important can these little peanut shaped things be, right? Let me tell you, there are two, two million of these little guys, two million per cell hmm. in your brain. Think about that, two million per cell in your brain. There are, the next. that's the highest concentration. The next highest concentration is 600,000 of them per cell in women's eggs. Uh, the next highest are your organs, like your um, um, heart and your muscles, and they have 5,000 of them per cell. So what they've realized is the highest concentration of mitochondria occur where the highest energy needs are. Mm. So of course your brain, your, you know, is constantly on, you know, fired up. It needs a lot of energy. You're, they're realizing by the way, Alzheimer's is a disease of mitochondria. No surprise because that's where the highest concentration of them are. Same with your heart. They're realizing heart disease is a mitochondrial disease. Now, interestingly, 
fat and your regular cells only have about 100 mitochondria per cell. That's because fat really doesn't do much. Uh, but the rest of your body that controls your breathing, your heart and your brain and your thinking, your digestion, we're talking thousands, millions sometimes uh, per cell. So you, know, you need to know that they are critical to everything that's going on. So, so, um, so the interesting thing about mitochondria, because I pointed out the DNA that's in your cell, and you have 25,000 DNA, the mitochondria have their own DNA, mm -hmm. you know, all their very own. And what's really cool is that mitochondria DNA all comes from women. It, none of it comes from the men. Sorry, guys. Uh, and there's only 37, uh, I think there's, yeah, 37 um, mitochondria DNA out of 25,000. And you think, oh, how, how important can 37 out of 25,000 be? Well, let me tell you, those 37 control everything. And a third of them are directly control what's called the ATP generation, which is the currency, is the fuel, the energy that is um, generated. And, um, but here's the problem. Those 37 mitochondrial uh, DNA, they sit right inside the mitochondria. And I'm gonna show that picture again. Your regular DNA is somewhere in your cell but your mitochondria DNA are inside the mitochondria themselves. And that's exactly where the ATP is produced, which you think would be, sounds great, right? Well, here's the problem. When you generate ATP, something called free radicals, especially ROS, which are oxygenated free radicals, are released. And those free radicals are damaging. And because the mitochondria DNA are exactly where the free radicals are located, unlike your regular DNA, which is far, far away from the mitochondria, those mitochondria get damaged all the time. Yeah. They have an average lifespan of between 10 and 30 days compared to your regular DNA, which lasts a lifetime. So if you've ever sat near a bonfire or a fireplace, and you know if you get too close, you get sparks flying, right? And you can get burned. So your mitochondria, DNA, that control everything in your body. They control the mitochondria, they control your DNA, they control your cellular communication, they control how, how uh, diseased uh, um, cells should be uh, killed or you know, healthy cells mm -hmm. should live. They control everything and they are getting fried every nanosecond. Yeah. from free radicals i think i think a good analogy for people just to distill all of this is can you imagine if you had a furnace burning right so the furnace would give you if i had a fire right and i'm putting wood in the fire and the fire is burning the wood and generating heat but in the process it's also burn it's also releasing smoke Yes. So that's really what mitochondria are in a nutshell, uh, in terms the of an furnace. analogy. Yeah. yeah. Right. But obviously, right. what will happen with any furnace is if it's not burning efficiently, then there's going to be um, lower energy output. So it might not be as hot, but there's going to be lots of smoke. Right. And I yeah. think that's really what happens with a lot of these, yeah. um, a lot of diseases and, and um, accelerated aging and that sort of stuff is this exactly. inefficiency of burning. But um, coming back to the whole idea of free radicals as well, just for people who, you know, we hear that word free radical a lot and we hear the word antioxidant a lot. And so just for um, for people who maybe are, are not up on the science of it all. Uh, really what a free radical is, is uh, it's it's an atom with an unpaired electron in its outer shell. 
And all that it does is it's looking to become stable, right? So it's very, very unstable. It's looking to become stable and it's looking to find another electron to essentially pair with its un unpaired one, right? Right. And what it does is it actually takes the electron from tissues in your body. So it can take it from cells of your body. And of course, it's going to differ from person to person and, um, you know, organ to organ. And as it takes more of those electrons, you have accelerated damage. And that's really what um, chronic degenerative disease is, um, no matter right. what the label is. And so that's where antioxidants come in, right? Antioxidants can really help combat that by donating their electron instead of your body tissue. Correct. Um, so so I j just wanted to throw that out there for yes. people who maybe um, don't, don't understand that. But, but here's the thing, and then I'm going to hand the mic back over to you, is most people, when we think of free radicals, most people think of free radicals coming from the outside, right? We think of uh, air pollution, or we think of toxins in our food, or cigarette smoke, or whatever. But it turns out that most of the free radical production actually happens as a normal byproduct of metabolism, right? And, and I've covered this on other podcasts um, in, in the past. So, um, and that in therein uh, presents a, a huge problem, right? Because um, innately, we make free radicals, and there's no Correct. real way to stop that. We just need to balance things out. And um, yeah, so I'm going to hand the mic back over to okay. you because we got some yeah. pretty powerful uh, antioxidants that the body yeah. produces as well, right? Yeah, well, and, and I just want to carry on a little bit on your analogy. Mm -hmm. I, I loved your furnace analogy. Um, and an easy way for you to understand this free radical and what uh, and the damage that it does as it steals that oxygen atom from tissue, um, which is called oxidative stress. That's a term that's thrown around. And in nature, uh, and if any, I'm sure everyone has at one point gone down to a dock where they you know, tie up boats and ships. And if you've either seen the ships in the harbor or you've seen the thing that they tie the uh, boats up to, they're usually made of iron. And oxygen, makes iron rust. Mm -hmm. It damages it. Oxygen is a very damaging uh, molecule. So think of, of free radicals causing rust in your tissue. That helps you visualize the damage that's going on because when something rusts out, like remember you ever see old cars left out in junkyards and eventually they just rust out and there's holes. That's effectively what free radicals do um, in your tissue, is they, they damage them, and mm -hmm. that's the, the best analogy. And on your, um, and so, so you say to yourself, well, if I'm generating so many free radicals in my mitochondria and it's causing so much rust and damage, how do I control that? Well, there's two ways to do that. One way, uh, which has become quite popular, is with a ketogenic diet, or fasting. Now, the reason why this works is because uh, fats are a much cleaner fuel for your mitochondria to use, which means it generates fewer free radicals. So visualize this. Um, if you're eating sugar and carbs, it's like having a car, an old car with an old muffler that's not working and you get plumes of black smoke coming out the back. Those plumes of black smoke are the equivalent of free radicals. So that's what's going on in your mitochondria uh, when you eat sugar-based uh, and carb-based diet. Now, if you switch, if you switch to either uh, a keto diet or intermittent fasting, which are more efficient and which uh, release fewer free radicals, 
that diminishes the smoke coming out of the back, which would be more like driving a hybrid car. <laughs> now, I'll mention later on as we get into this, um, they have done science that, find, that has found that when you have chlorophyll um, and you expose your body to natural light or red light, it actually generates ATP because it can it recycles something called the CoQ10 molecule in this chain which generates uh, energy. And so, and it creates no free radicals. So I tell people that's like driving a Tesla. So visualize in your mitochondria, big black smoke whenever you eat carbs because they just throw off so many free radicals, uh, uh, fat-based fewer or, or you know, timed eating uh, will reduce the number of free radicals or algae, which reduces it to virtually none. Um, is, so, those are, so that's one way to reduce the free radicals. So option two is to clear out the free radicals by, um, with more uh, antioxidants. But here's the problem. Your mitochondria are the only cell structure in your body that has two membranes. Uh, all the other cells in your body have one. Your mitochondria have two. Um, and I'll tell you why that why there's two in a minute. And that inner membrane does not allow any, virtually any antioxidants in there. So you can have all the vitamin A, vitamin E, vitamin C, uh, glutathione, catalase, none of it gets into that inner membrane. There are two, actually there's three that do. Uh, one is chlorophyll that I've already mentioned, and algae has the highest concentration of chlorophyll in the world. Another one, interestingly, I've just learned, is melatonin. I need to do some more research on Ooh, melatonin. Very interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll get back to you on that one. Yeah. But the third most and the most important antioxidant that gets into that inner membrane is that big mouthful word called superoxide dismutase, also known as SOD. Uh, and Spirulina algae has the highest concentration of superoxide dismutase in the world. Um, it tw there's 24,000 international units per 30 tablets, which works out to about 1,000 units per tablet. And they did studies and showed that if you had 104 units and gave it to people, their anxiety, their depression went away, their mm -hmm. energy improved within weeks with just 104. And we have 1,000 per tablet yeah so, um, it, I, I want to just interrupt you for one second and yeah. just belabor the point a little bit um you know uh, first of all um just to not backtrack but just to um share something with people superoxide dismutase is an enzyme right ASE yes. is an enzyme and basically yes. what it does is it eats or gobbles up superoxides which are these nasty free radicals that we've been talking about but there's um you know years ago it was uh, I guess probably like a few years ago, I started noticing there's one or two supplement companies that I work with in, in clinic. And I noticed that they started putting these types of enzymes in there. And at first I was like, oh, I wonder why, I wonder why. And then I started learning more about what it does. And lo and behold, the products work really, really well um, in a therapeutic setting. So it's very um, interesting and exciting for me to hear that you have, uh, that there's so much um, packed into uh, the, the algae, but there's problems with bioavailability, correct? Um, because yes, we, do so get, we do get some SOD from food as well. And um, I guess I'll also throw one thing out there is SOD has minerals as a backbone. So we've got uh, manganese, copper, and zinc. Correct, and I would I'm glad you know that. I'm, yeah. I'm very impressed that you know that. And I, I, I would assume 
assume that, um, you know, logically, if you're deficient in one or more of those nutrients, I think there's a fourth, it might actually be nickel as well. It's just a three. Yeah. So the point being is that if you're deficient in one of those, you're going to have a harder time actually making SOD um, because you, you, you're missing a backbone, right? So right. Um, nonetheless, right. so, so anyway, yeah. um, I'll hand yeah. that back well, over I'm, to I'm you. I'm very impressed um, that you know that because SOD is being discovered by the scientists, the longevity science community, and um, it's being heralded as this, you know, the answer to almost everything because virtually nothing can get into that inner membrane except this superoxide dismutase. Um, and there are three types of SOD and they each work in different parts of your cell. One is extracellular, one is intracellular, and one is inside the actual mitochondria itself. And each one requires a different mineral to to function your inner mitochondria is the manganese one the copper is the intercellular and zinc is the extracellular but you know it's probably a little more geeky yeah. than people need to know all good so, so, so uh, here's the thing our bodies do create superoxide dismutase but uh and even mother's breast milk has it in there which shows you how important it is but the problem is as you by the time you hit 20 30 it decreases and decreases and decreases. And just at the time when you are needing it the most, you have virtually none being generated. It's like a really unfortunate, it's, it's cruel. It is, is cruel. It is. I was going to say it's cruel. Yeah, what the heck? <laughs> because as you age, you also have fewer mitochondria and they're mostly damaged. But, but we can turn that around and the lack of mitochondria, the prevalence of damaged mitochondria and the absence of superoxide dismutase is what causes causes so much mitochondrial damage, which leads to disease and aging. But we can turn that spiral around as soon as you start taking more superoxide dismutase to protect your, your uh, mitochondria. So, and you mentioned supplements and that, that there is a teeny tiny bit, cabbage and broccoli are known to have a teeny tiny bit, but they've done studies and they found that it gets de um, de destroyed in digestion, even the supplements, very, virtually none of it gets to the mitochondria. But this is where spirulina really shines because as I mentioned, it is a cyanobacteria with no cellulose wall. And so all of the nutrients in it get absorbed virtually instantly and literally bypass digestion. So it's the only really bioavailable source of superoxide dismutase. But here's the thing. It can't come from just any spirulina because as you pointed out, Brett, superoxide dismutase is an enzyme and high heat kills all enzymes. Virtually every other algae company, whether they're sell selling spirulina or chlorella, and I have not yet found any superoxide dismutase in chlorella, just in spirulina. Hmm, okay. Anyways, they all are high volume, low um, priced products. So they use high heat to dry it and get it to market quickly. Now, I started the company uh, 12 years ago when my sister had breast cancer, and I just wanted to make a difference in the world and help people be healthier, and I knew that high heat killed enzymes. I didn't know at the time about superoxide dismutase. It's just really come on my radar in the last four to six months. So I insisted that we did not use high heat to dry our algae. So all of the SOD in our spirulina is alive and well, and it will do what it needs to do, but it's dead in all those other algae. The only other place you can get live superoxide dismutase 
is from raw algae. So um, there's some companies that sell frozen algae, so yep. it would be raw. Um, th but frozen algae is difficult to carry and it is, has a short yes. shelf life and yep. all that sort of yep. stuff. But it, it would be your other option to get your superoxidismutase. But things like, even if there was, there's even if you did eat cabbage, it's like 0.1 international unit per gram. And you get, a you know, 4,000 units per gram with ours. So it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, you to would have, have to eat boatloads of cabbage to get yeah. anything equivalent. And by then, uh, you probably couldn't eat that many calories at once. Right. So, yeah. So since we're using the fire analogy, um, superoxide dismutase puts out the fire of free radicals in your mitochondria. And what does it do? So, uh, you know, I didn't, uh, is it turns the free radicals into water. Mm -hmm. That's it. Turns the free radicals into water. No damage to your mitochondria DNA. No damage to your mitochondria. It's 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 a beautiful thing. And so and and it's so important that you understand that because and virtually um, nobody. I'm one of the few people that know about the second membrane and why these antioxidants aren't getting in there. And now I'm going to tell you why there's a second membrane. Okay. This Go is for pretty, it. This is pretty exciting to me. So remember I said that algae was the first life on earth 4 billion years ago, and it was cyanobacteria, which is spirulina is a type of, of cyanobacteria. And it started growing and it was called, and there was no oxygen on earth at the time. So it was an anaerobic cell and it generated ATP. And after a billion years, there was so much oxygen on earth that uh, larger cells could grow and they were aerobic. And so the, because uh, they were using the oxygen. So the little, the little small anaerobic cells, the cyanobacteria, they weren't functioning very well with all that oxygen. And the big cells have a hard, hard time generating uh, ATP. So the big cells engulfed the little cells and basically became mitochondria. And it's all documented in science. So here's your little cell. Minding its own business, that's cyanobacteria, also known, you know, spirulina is a version of it. Then the big cells started growing and engulfed the little cell. And basically, instead of digesting it, said, hey, stay. You're doing such a great job for us generating ATP and we'll protect you from the oxygen. Why don't you just stay hanging out? So the, the analogy I make for people is like, if you've ever had a friend who gets kicked out of their apartment and they say, they come to you and they go, hey, can I stay with you? And you say, oh, okay, fine. But then they make your bed. They do your dishes. They do your grocery shopping. They pick up your laundry and you go, hey, stay forever. Stay, I love you. Exactly what happened with the baby, the spirulina being engulfed by the little guys. So it's like, dear, you know, dear, dear diary, I got engulfed by a big spirulina. So when you give yourself spirulina, you are basically giving your mitochondria, oops, I lost it, itself. It is yeah, one yeah. and the same. So I have another chart. Well, that's all good. Here. And I mean, this, this kind of explains why they're, why, why mitochondria, why, sorry, mitochondria have um, their own DNA, right? Right, they have their own DNA. And so that original outside, um, uh, the inner cell was the original cells when they were by themselves. And then when they became engulfed, they formed the regular, the second layer, which is the same layer that all other cells have. And these, this out, outer cell 
has something called porins. And these are channels that allow um, proteins and enzymes in and out of your cell structures. And so regular enzymes and regular anything can get into that outer membrane, just like it can in any other cell structure in your body, but nothing gets into that inner membrane. It's like the ICE unit. You know, if you've ever been in an ICE unit, you know, it's locked down. Only yep. special yep. doctors with special capabilities are allowed in the ICE unit. Same with your mitochondria. Only superoxide dismutase, chlorophyll, and apparently um, uh, uh, melatonin. And they have discovered recently this whole mel. I'm, I'm going to go down a rabbit hole, discover more about melatonin because it's in the algae. I haven't tested for it, so I'm going to be doing that this week. But they're realizing they originally thought that melatonin was only generated by your pineal gland. They're realizing it's generated by all of your mitochondria as well. They synthesize it and they use it. Um, and it may again be part of the historic nature of where the mitochondria came from because it, you know, it was uh, synthesizing sunlight and had to mod modulate as sunlight increased or decreased. So mm -hmm. anyways, I don't have any more science on that. Next time I'm on your podcast, I'll, I'll yeah, very fascinating as well. I mean, you know, all of these things your body makes themselves, you know, melatonin, glutathione, CoQ10, um, you know, all, all of these SOD, like all these antioxidants your body makes, um, which which I find fascinating as well. It's sort of like this built in so like a built in mechanism, right for for survival. Um, it makes them but um, glutathione cannot get into the inner membrane. Uh, and uh, SOD, you virtually have zero SOD by the time you're 30 or 40. Um, and, and there's no catalase can get into the inner membrane. So you're stuck with superoxide dismutase, which your body is not making as you, once you hit 35 or 40 uh, and is virtually non-existent in food and gets damaged in digestion. Mm -hmm. Chlorophyll, which basically is non-existent in our food anymore, but the highest concentration of, of algae and it it, it um, recycles the CoQ10 molecules and generates its own energy. And then this thing of melatonin, but yeah. superoxide dismutase is being considered the king antioxidant uh, because it stops the most damaging free radical is called superoxide and the reason why they call this superoxide dismutase is the term dismutase means it basically diminishes which would diminish diminutase the oxide so uh, it i i feel like i'm just sitting on a gold mine helping people to learn how to, you know, heal themselves um, and how to avoid illness. Because when your mitochondria are healthy, because they control everything and your DNA of the mitochondria control the mitochondria, mm -hmm. um, it, you can't go any further down the food chain in your health than mitochondria. And you can't go any further down the food chain in terms of algae. What, you know, what on earth, it's the most ancestral food in the world and it is so important that you understand that it is food so it's pretty cool stuff very cool very cool i love it and i love that you got some new new stuff as well you know and um it looks like the research just keeps on growing and uh it's it's exciting um you know long-time listeners will know that uh, i'm a huge fan of 
whole foods, nutrient dense foods, you know, that's really what I kind of strive for. Um, I try and avoid a lot of the um, high dose isolated sort of stuff, you know, um, yeah. and I find that's what your, your body is just designed to take this type of stuff in and um, digest and incorporate it into your cells. Um, exactly. Well, and that's why I say algae is like giving your body the, a symphony. Whereas when you take isolated nutrients, they're like soloists. Mm -hmm. If you want the symphony, uh, and when you listen to a good symphony, you know all the different instruments co-blend uh, with each other, and there's a harmony that exactly. can't be achieved in any other way. And and so algae has 40 vitamins and minerals. I mean, I've only talked about superoxide dismutase, a little bit about protein, but it has all those other, th you know, copper, manganese, mm -hmm. um, uh, what was the other one? Um, anyways, it has everything that your body needs for different reasons. Right. It, it, it solves all of your issues it's one and done. It it, it takes mm -hmm. all the mystery out of what you need to do. You can eliminate probably five of your vitamins. Get rid of that multivitamin. Get rid of that crappy, fake vitamin C, ascorbic acid garbage that, by the way, is interfering with your body's absorption ability to re, uh, to absorb copper. Read a book called by Maury, Morley Robbins called Cure Your Fatigue. It's all about copper being um, your, a lack of copper is preventing so much of our um, uh, energy. So, mm -hmm. uh, so it's so all of this is automatically in the algae, at least in ours. I can't speak for anybody else's uh, because you know everybody else uses and you know high heat, and so our you know enzymes. I think there's something like eight thousand enzymes that uh, function in your body. Seven thousand yeah. or eight thousand. Magnesium is needed for close to three thousand uh, processes in your body. Of course, that's in the algae too. So mm -hmm. it's, mm -hmm. it's um, a very comprehensive uh, co uh, collection of natural nutrients. And since we came from mitochondria, and since mitochondria came from cyanobacteria, and since spirulina is a cyanobacteria, I don't know. I connected the dots and came up with a this seems to be the answer for just about everything. And it's God bless mother, mother nature. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I mean, I think I think the other thing to point out is that you can't really eat too much of it. Right. No, there, no, there's that as well. It's, salad. <laughs> right. Yeah. You can't really eat too much of it. I mean, everything is super bioavailable and and so forth. Um, now, while I have you here and I want to just um, I'll wrap things up in a second, but I'm going to throw switch gears completely and throw a bit okay. of a curveball at you here, okay. because I always get some questions and stuff like that. The, the toxicity piece, um, you kind of addressed that right in the beginning, because a lot of people will say, oh, my gosh, you know, we heard that it's loaded with heavy metals and it absorbs toxins, blah, blah, blah. So you kind of address that. So we, we don't need to go back to that. But the other one, um, and I know there's a lot of debate out there on the whole B12 issue um, yes. with spirulina. So some people have said, oh, but spirulina has different types of B12 Analog. and their analogs yeah. and all that sort of stuff. So can you perhaps speak to that, you know, B12 from animal sources versus B12 um, from spirulina? Well, you know, B12 is um, a very interesting vitamin. It doesn't really exist. It's generated in your body by the bacteria in your gut from uh, using molecules from animal protein. Uh, it's a bacteria. B12 is a bacteria. And I've you know, read the reports, half of them say the B12 and spirulina is active, half say that they aren't. And I don't have a straight answer for you at this point. I don't think there will, is one. I don't think anyone has a straight but answer. But I will tell but, you. Uh, because B12 is a bacteria, and because spirulina is a bacteria, I'm kind of leaning on the side that it is the real deal. Now, 
one of the reasons I want to be the, a big company, it has nothing to do with money, is I want to be able to fund research like this so that we can get to the meat of the matter. And, you know, I, I may not have mentioned it, but there are already 100,000 studies on algae, spirulina and chlorella combined. 60,000, I think, on spirulina, 40,000 on chlorella. Korea, Japan, France, Poland, America, Canada, they're everywhere and they cover every single aspect of algae, whether it's from reducing inflammation to preventing heart disease to preventing, you know, um, brain disease disorders, you know, improving the gut biome. There's tens, like, it's almost, I think the problem with algae is like, there's literally too much research on it. And scientists like to talk to scientists. And so I'm the first person I know that actually likes the science, even though I didn't come from a science background and can help interpret it for you, the consumer, so that you can understand what's going on. But there still hasn't been a hard nosed toe to toe B12 shots versus B12 from spirulina. And maybe one day that would be one of the many things that we could address in, yeah. in a study. There's thousands of nutrients in algae that we don't even even still know about. Right. But it's that, it's that symphony of nutrients that have been provided to us by mother nature and and you know i always tell my team and my anybody i meet like if you ever have any doubt about anything just observe mother nature mm -hmm. she, she you know she knows what's going on we're trying to you know we're ego driven we think we know better than her no no um she knows the best and i would like to point out that the japanese um they take chlorella every single day and have for 50 or 60 yeah. years and they yeah. have the best longevity lowest cancer rates and great skin and hair um yeah. but uh, and i've taken both the algae for 12 years um every day religiously i wouldn't imagine i couldn't live without this and i just had sent away for my you know vitamin tests one of those you know take a blood test and, yeah, blah, blah. Yeah. and i'm bang on with my b12 so and i don't take b12 supplements i don't take b12 i don't really eat that much meat i do eat a little bit but yeah not yeah. a lot um and i'm only a sample size of one so so i wish i i will not say anything definitively if i do not have hardcore um mm -hmm. legitimate you know really solid um evidence and and uh you know stuff comes out all over the place the trouble is the internet is full of wrong information somebody sent me an email today about a post from dr um um uh Weil, and he talks about spirulina being full of microtoxins and we got people have been sending me this link for years and i have an evident i'll send you the article the he should be he should be ashamed of himself for the article that he wrote and i don't even think he wrote it because the science document that he referenced is so false and they tested algae from the ocean of course there's right. toxins yeah. in the in the algae if it comes from an ocean or from a lake it's because when you grow it in the wild environments as i mentioned at the very beginning it absorbs whatever's in the oceans. We do microtoxin testing for our algae at a third party FDA approved lab. We never have toxins because our water is triple filtered spring mountain water. Yeah. So, to, and, and here's the other irony. We have another blog post from Dr. Weil from a previous couple of years earlier that he said there are no microtoxins in harvested spirulina. So he's completely counter arguing himself. So it's it's because he wants to sell his own stuff. 
you know, I think that's really unfair. Well, I think, I mean, and, and there's a lot of that sort of stuff that goes on, which is unfortunate. Um, but I think, you know, the, the fact that wild um, algae is full of toxins is a testament to its detoxifying capacity, right? I mean, that that's the whole the whole point. So you can imagine if, if I'm consuming that on a regular basis and it's pulling toxins out of my body, that's a good thing. But obviously, if I was testing that in the wild and whatnot, I mean, sure, it's it's gonna it's gonna have an affinity for toxins. Yeah. Um, it's been used by the United Nations to pull out radiation at Fukushima yeah. and Hiroshima. Uh, it's used uh, by uh, biological dentists all across the country. Yeah. Who use it to pull out mercury uh, when they take out fillings. Uh, it's used by Olympic athletes after workouts to pull out lactic acid. It pulls it um, when you drink alcohol, it converts to thermal. You know, I don't know yeah, the long yeah, term, yeah, yeah. but yeah. Uh, it's documented to pull that out. It is. It's much better for you than activated charcoal because activated charcoal pulls out all minerals. Binds everything. Yeah. Binds everything. Chlorella just pulls out the the toxins and it's full of electrolytes magnesium potassium you know all the ones you minerals you need so it's in it's in, in uh, inserting important minerals while it's pulling out things whether it's you know lyme disease or you know toxins from your ash from your own metabolic issues or lead or mercury yeah, in your water yeah. so, so um which you know and and i know we're we're going a little longer here but um the my final question because this is a hot button topic out there these days especially okay. in my space is the whole idea of binders right so you you everyone um doing detoxification now and especially gut detoxification there's companies out there binders 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 and you got to have binders and the the purpose of a binder um for those who might not know is if you're detoxifying especially in the guts the idea is that if I go in there with antibiotics or antimicrobials and I start wiping out pathogens, whatever the pathogens are, it's irrelevant. Those pathogens, as you kill them, are going to spill all of their toxins out into your gut. And then that can get reabsorbed into your into your bloodstream and cause you to have Herxheimer reactions or detox reactions or whatever. So the idea is that everyone's got to go with binders, right? And so it's binders, 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 and everyone's competing. And this binder does that, and that binder does that. And for me, I sort of look at it and I'm like, cool, like you know, okay. Um, it's there are a lot of money there. It's an additional product that you have to take. But one of the binders that comes up is chlorella, right? And so my question to you is, you know, do what sort of data or information do we have that if I was to do something of an antimicrobial or antibiotic nature? How good is chlorella at binding up or mopping up some of those um, microbial toxins? Perfect. It's absolutely perfect. But here's the here's the trick. And how much do you have to take? I mean, this is the yes, other thing, well, right? This is what I'm going to tell yeah. you. So, um, in when when people ask, well, how many should I take of these? And you know, it's really up to you and what what you're doing that day and what your body's physique is, what your health condition is. And so, I mean, you could take as few as two or three or five a day of spirulina and you know five of chlorella and you'd be getting you'd be you know enriching your blood and your body and your mitochondria with fabulous nutrition uh 10 would be better but you know do whatever is appropriate for you and you know our nhl players put 75 spirulina in a smoothie before a game and 75 chlorella in a smoothie after a game but with chlorella here's the thing it's five or ten a day, uh, and we usually recommend it at night because your body goes through a detox uh, repair cycle when you're sleeping. Five or ten a day will give you all the chlorophyll and all the nutrients that you need. But if you want binding, if you want to pull out toxins, 
you're going to need 20 to 30 tablets because if you don't have that much it won't pull the right. toxins out of your cells and by the way you can uh, chlorella i don't know about the other products but mm -hmm. chlorella will uh, um, pull out toxins from your bloodstream in an hour and a half that's why if you take it after you drink alcohol you will be sober in an hour and a half uh, it takes about a week to 10 days to pull toxins out of your cells and it can take anywhere from a month to four months or longer to pull them out of your organs. And the reason for the different type time lengths is because of the concentrated nature of the cells. Your blood is fluid, it's liquid. So it takes less time, cells are you know, a little more condensed. And your organs, by the way, your organs take seven or eight years to replicate themselves. Whereas your, you know, your skin's 24 days and your, guts, your gut lining is what, I think every two or three days. So, uh, so you need the 20 or 30 because you won't be able to, it won't uh, um, pull them out. And there's a doctor in Seattle's quite well known for detox, Dr. Klinghart. Are you familiar yeah, with him? Yeah, I know Dr. Klinghart. Yeah, for sure. A lot of his work. Yeah. Yes. And so he says the same thing. You've got to take enough chlorella to be able to, you know, chelate and pull mm -hmm. out and bind whatever is your binding. So um, it depends whether you're using it for medicinal purposes. Now, we have lots of clients who are doing chemotherapy and uh, what what we recommend is they take you know 30 or more chlorella um, either the next day or at least you know five six hours after the uh, chemo treatment because you want the chemo to do what it needs to do but you don't want to in, in, you don't want to interfere with right, that right. but you want to pull the excess chemo out so that you're not as nauseous um, hmm. if you are on any medication we recommend you always take the chlorella if you're going to take it for the binding purposes at least two hours away either before or after your medication because a lot of medications have metals in them uh, vir you know vaccines for example have aluminum so just to be on the safe side i don't know for sure but just to be on the safe side we say take it to a two hours before or after spirulina is not a binder so it would never you right. don't have to worry about you can take yeah. that any day any time of day with everything at any time um so uh so when you say well because we sell the bags and third you know large bags of a thousand tablets and normally we say well if you take 10 a day it will last you three months but if you're interested in the detox and by the way you know, I, sometimes I he hesitate to tell this to people, but I have close to 100 chlorella every day and have every day for 12 years. There is, I've read papers about why well, you should only take chlorella for a couple of days and then give it a couple of months rest. That's garbage. And I'd like to know where they're coming, getting that data from. Um, I have no wrinkles and I think part of it's because I have so much chlorella and has K2, which moves excess calcium out of your soft tissue, like your skin and your heart and your brain mm -hmm, into, your, mm -hmm. into your bones. Um, so uh, you could do maybe a week or two of 20 or 30 tablets every night and then cycle back to maybe five or 10 and then two or three, uh, you know, 20, 30 tablets every night for two or three weeks and, or, or take them every day or, but I would encourage you to take them some, both the spirulina and chlorella every day. Your quantity is up to you, right. but if you want the binding purposes, you need to have the 20 or 30. If you're a slim yeah, woman or, or, or man, maybe 20 would be uh, sufficient. But if you, um, and it depends on your, your, your health condition too, if you're suffering from a serious illness, they have used chlorella, by the way, for decades for IBS, Crohn's, uh, um, any kind of gut issue, any kind of uh, lower intestinal cancer, because the 
chlorophyll is very cleansing. Uh, the hard cell wall pulls out toxins. And of course, chlorophyll is belongs to the plant kingdom. So it does have fiber. Spirulina has none. Uh, hmm. Chlorella has hmm. some. And so that fiber feeds the, um, the um, bacteria who need the fiber to create the short chain fatty acids that will help improve your gut. It's, um, and I will also tell you a couple of times, that hasn't happened recently, but a number of years ago when we were first starting, we would have but once a year, somebody would call me after taking or email us after taking the chlorella and tell me that they were violently sick. And then they would tell us afterwards what happened in every single case, every single case, that person had cancer in their colon and did not know it. Oh, wow. Not know it. Wow. So chlorella is like the canary in the coal mine. It can tell when there's, it is, I call it intelligent food for two reasons. It knows exactly what to do in your body and you have to be intelligent to take it. <laughs> <laughs> so I would trust algae before nine tenths of the medical community any time because it came from mother nature and she always has our best interests at heart. And, uh, exactly, exactly. I'm, well, I'm on, on that high note, um, we'll, we'll wrap things up. Thanks so much for um, joining me on the show again today. Um, I learned a lot, which is great. And uh, I'm sure everyone listening out there um, also learned a lot. Uh, I'm going to link to your website, uh, energybits.com. And yes. uh, I'll link to that in the show notes. And I'll also link to our previous episode. Um, yes. So people can kind of deep dive into that as well. Okay. And um, yeah. And we have a 20% discount code for your community. The code is masterclass, all one word. Doesn't matter what's uppercase or lowercase, but just type that into the coupon box and you'll always get 20% off. And don't panic. It's not like 24 hours. It works on everything, every time. And uh, I don't want people who've never been to our site before to have sticker shock. A bag of tablets, of a thousand tablets, um, uh, is $125, but with the 20% off, it's about 100. But we, uh, using that quote from NASA that says one gram of algae has the same nutrition as a thousand grams of vegetables, I did the math based on the weight of our bag, and each bag has the same nutrition, not the fiber, but the nutrition mm -hmm. of 551 pounds of vegetables. Wow. Now think about it. That's 551 pounds of vegetables you didn't have to carry home from the grocery store, clean, cook, or eat. And at $3 a pound, it would have been, because it's organic, mm -hmm. would have been about $1,500. It never goes bad like produce does. And it's safe for every member of your family, from newborns, teenagers, pets, grandparents. Um, so you don't have to worry. And a lot of older people uh, have digestive issues with fiber and they can't eat vegetables. So mm -hmm. they're being cut out of some very important nutrients. This solves the answer. So I don't want you to, um, I want you to understand that it's very good value. Like I said, it's intelligent nutrition. It's a, it's a health, it's a health insurance or nutrition insurance. Um, and it's a gift to us from mother nature. And, and, uh, I'm just so proud to be the one explaining it to you. Just be very careful if you, and you know, you're welcome to buy whatever spirit, you know, spirulina chlorella mm -hmm. that you want from anybody, but just be careful where they source it from. If they use high, high, um, high heat, almost everybody does, I'm sorry to say. So it's, you know, you get what you pay for. So yep, uh, your health is too important to play games with. If you want to spend wisely, spend on yourself, on your health. And, mm -hmm. uh, and the other, my final comment is, that algae isn't new. 
it's just new to you. <laughs> yeah, I love it. I love it. Well, thanks so much, Catherine, uh, for joining me. And um, yeah, hopefully everyone else out there, uh, hopefully you enjoyed today's episode as always. And if you did, uh, share it with your friends, your family, your community, and uh, anyone else who you think might benefit from this. And uh, don't forget that there is a coupon code uh, masterclass if you go on to energybits.com. And that'll give you 20% off no matter when you're listening to this episode and uh, for all future pur purchases as well. Um, so yeah, thanks, Catherine. Thanks everyone for tuning in and uh, we'll catch up with you next time. Thank you so much, Brett. <laughs>